Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Devin Kane, WIP Mornings. We're in for Joe, John, Rhea, and crew. Devin will be with uh, the entire group on Wednesday and Friday as well. Um, I have you this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evening, 6 to 10. So looking forward to hanging out with everybody. Been a fun, fast first three hours. And I think in part, it's always fun when you can kind of jump around a little bit. And we do have a lot going on, even though it's a weird Mm -hmm. time of year in sports. because. You know, we have the, the, the sort of look-ahead stuff with the Sixers, and that actually brings us into our Twitter poll question of the day. Sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. The all-new 2024 Chevy Trax is arriving daily at Armin Chevrolet and starts at only 21495000 All right, so uh, together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, so um, the Twitter question, and you just very easy. You go to WIP uh, Mornings, at WIP Morning Show. And your choices are Eagles. This is what you're most looking forward to in Philadelphia sports. Eagles free agency, draft, Philly season, Joel Embiid's return, Flyers second half. So they are the choices. But we've talked a lot about Bryce Harper uh, wanting an extension on his 13-year deal that still has eight years left. We've talked uh, about Chris Sims saying that Jalen Hurts is the most overrated player in football. Uh, We've also mixed in. Some Sixers with our optimism, which caught the <laughs> ire of some of our callers uh, as well. So you want to chime in on any of those. Also, the little pleasures in life, life's simple pleasures. If you want to jump in on that, we can do that as, as well. All right. So we, we talked about the Hertz thing. And, you know, let, let's play it, actually, Dan, for everybody who maybe is just waking up, sleeping in a little bit on your off day. Um, Chris Sims of, of NBC Sports was on with all city Phoenix. And the question was sort of posed in a way, you know, how much belief do you have in Kyler Murray? And then it's, it sort of spins into Jalen hurts. You pit him up against a, a guy that's high up your rankings that you would take Kyler over. Is there like anybody like oh. a Jalen hurts or anybody that you would say, I got to think real hard. Well, that'd be one of them for really? sure. Yeah. I don't think like, you know, you heard me talk yeah. yesterday. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts is re- – I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is also, like, the most overrated player in football. All right? I just that's, – that's me. I know I'm wrong. I take a lot of crap about that get comment. But, you know, it's a – it's a – he plays quarterback for a team that's an all-star team. All right. So, a couple things. Um, overrate – most overrated player in football. That, that's a – that's a big a bold statement. statement. That's big. Um yeah. And then the all-star team is just absurd because you could make a case for everybody other than Mahomes, and Mahomes has Andy Reid and, and, and Travis Kelsey, but mm-hmm. that they're surrounded by a lot of talent. Like Detroit has a lot of talent. Um, Dallas has a lot of talent. Uh, San Francisco's got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's got a, got a good amount of talent mm-hmm. around him. We could go on and on and on. 
that that to me, there's absolutely no merit to that he's surrounded by an all-star team. Mm-hmm. Be- because if you're going to say team, the defense stinks, number one. <laughs> and and number two, there was coaching dysfunction that, that he had to deal with last year, which also has to be taken into account. So yeah. y- you could just say, hey, this is Chris Sims being Chris Sims and trolling and, and whatever, and, and maybe it is. But he's been on this for a long time with Jalen. It's truly the way he feels. Yeah. And when I hear him say it, it, it makes me sort of examine, all right, am I – Am I missing something? Like, I, look, I do think – I think he's he's rated kind of what he is nationally. I think locally maybe we do overrate him a touch, but he really took it to an extreme there. Yeah, I mean, calling him the most overrated player in football is a bit much, and then saying that he's he's on an all-star team is, is way too much. That's what really got me in, in this quote from Chris Wins. Well, that and then also saying that he thinks Kyler Murray is better. Uh, I believe he goes on to say, like, oh, if you just put Kyler Murray behind that O-line, he'd be just as good. Please. Please. Also, Kyler Murray just played, what, half a football season. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I think he's – I think Jalen Hurts is probably a bit underrated nationally. I think he was maybe a bit overrated here in Philadelphia. Now maybe we have a mixed bag because Mm -hmm. of um, the end of this past season. Right. Look, Jalen Hurts – is a great quarterback. I think he didn't have a great season. There were a lot of factors at play, and I'm not absolving him of any responsibility or blame here. Um, But you also have to look at what else was going down with the Eagles organization this past season. The coaching, the defense, like there were a lot of factors at play. I have not lost faith in Jalen Hurts as my quarterback whatsoever. Yeah, I think there's absolute improvement uh, needed. And the, the thing I feel good about, one of the things about him is I know how hard a worker he is, number one. And I also think he's he's willing to be coached up. In other words, you know, you can sit down and talk to him like, hey, we got to get better here. You have to get better here. We, we, we need to see more from this. We have to take advantage of And I don't think he's like Carson Wentz where he's saying, yeah, 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 yeah I mm-hmm. got this. Like, I don't think he's that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, I think that lends itself to him getting better. So – Look, it, it, he is obviously the key to this thing, but this is a monster offseason for Howie Roseman. He's got to nail the draft. Mm-hmm. He's got to nail free agency. You have to get – I mean, that defense needs a ton. Yeah. And, and we talked to Jimmy Kemsky a little bit earlier, and, you know, it sounds like – like I was really hoping that one of the benefits of this year with the way it went was it would change philosophically the way the Eagles looked at things sometimes, like mm-hmm. linebacker or safety or whatever. It doesn't sound like – the way well, Jimmy no, was talking, yeah, the way Howie no. talked in that press conference, that they're right. they're, they're going to really shift in a big way mm-hmm. philosophically. That that disappoints me. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to pick Jimmy's brain on that because I was kind of taken aback by Howie's comments um, after the season, kind of like doubling down on their linebackers, like praising Cunningham and, and N'Kobe Dean. I, I know N'Kobe Dean you know, hasn't been able to show much on the field, but isn't that an issue in itself? Yes. He can't stay healthy. You, you He's can't, too small. I don't know how you just pencil him in as the starter. Right. And I'm very curious to see how they approach this draft. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to go as far as to say that, you know, drafting the SEC, you know, Georgia Bulldogs defense is a bust. But they certainly haven't played up to their potential, the guys that they brought in from Georgia. Um, if they're going to go all defensive players, if they're going to try to bring more defensive talent, you know, free agency. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, they do need a lot of help on defense. And they already have a great start with bringing Vic Fangio in. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to jump in on Eagles? We can do that as well. Let's go to Gary in Whitehall. Gary, you're on 94 to VIP. Good morning, Devin. Yo, brother Bert, what's happening? Gary, how you doing? 
I'm doing fine, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, first of all, uh, I do have a, a simple pleasure, but uh, I want to talk about the here and now. Um, because, well, the Sixers are in limbo right now because, you know, waiting on the word on Joel and everything else and still got, you know, two months till playoffs kick in. Um, and the Eagles, uh, yeah, free agency and draft and everything else. But, uh, I mean, I like what the Flyers-wise, uh, Briere and Jonesy, they're just, you know, holding pattern. They don't need to go out and make any splash. They don't have the assets for it right now. And what's working right now is the uh, way Torrell has them going. So I'm fine with what they're doing. Uh, I hope they make that playoff push and uh, they can, you know, get something going for the 24-25 season. Yeah, I think the um, Flyers thing is going to be interesting, Gary, because yes. they may be subtracting some players who would help them get off to this good start w- with the thought of the future. You know, and I, I think – it's going to be counterintuitive to some Flyers fans the way that they, you know, they're thinking like, man, this team might have a shot here in the playoffs, but some guys are going to be moved and might have them take a step back, and that'll be tough for people to, to swallow. But I get why they're doing it. Right, and that's that's just going to be a simple subtraction them for addition mm-hmm. uh, down the road. So I'm fine with what they're doing, and uh, like I said, they don't need they don't need to make the big splash. Uh, the only thing I would really like to see them do is get a a good quality backup. Uh, goaltender. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that's something because we're 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 not seeing Carter Hart probably again. Period. No, no. I think he's. I think that's the last time you saw him in the Flyers uniform. I would agree. Um, on to Philly though. I love the signing of uh, Whitfield. Um, you know, good versatile utility guy, infielder, outfielder, good bat. Uh, that's that's a plus. I I, I think the Whitfield move is a good move, Gary. Yes. 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 Yes, and you got them relatively cheap. So I mean, and and hey, quite frankly, he's he's above whatever bench player they had big time. going into the season. Yeah, no, he he is a big time addition. With uh, he he provides you a lot of things. He's an insurance policy if the young players don't play well or if somebody goes down. He, he really right. works, and you they're going to work him in even before any of that oh, yeah. shakes out too. Oh yeah, yeah, and then, you know it, it actually gives time for. Marsh to get ready, yeah, and just in case he's not ready. Yeah, you don't have to rush him back. No, that's, a, right, that's another exactly. byproduct. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing I like them to still do is, can we please get a bona fide closer? Yeah, I mean, that that is, uh, that's still a concern, what, what the yeah. back end of the pen looks like for sure. Right. All right, give us, your, give us your simple pleasure. How about this? And I, I work for a very uh, good company that I'm able to take vacation time when I, when, when I need to, and like today. Now, it's a holiday for some. Mm-hmm not a holiday for me, but I'm able to take a vacation day on my 36th wedding anniversary. There you go. All right, so, that is nice. You know, I can spend time with my wife. I don't have to worry about going on the road and dealing with everything else that I deal with. So, yeah, it's beautiful. All right. I like that. Gary, thanks, man. All right, Rob. See you. All right, brother. Take care. We, we, that was our first Whitfield of the day. That was. He you guys thought I was making too. that stuff up, man. It's it's become a thing. It's, it's a thing now. Whitfield's I, just, I thing. just know I'm going to slip up and at some point call him Whitfield. I know it. I, I just it. I just don't understand why. Like Alshon Jeffrey to Jeffries, you can understand. Yeah, that's like, understandable. Yeah. Castellanos is a hard yeah. name. Castellanos, if you read it. he doesn't pronounce it right. Mike no, he says, ca- and they've corrected him, and he still says Castellanos. But, yeah. like. That's at least phonetic. Yeah. If you read the name Whit Merrifield, no part of that becomes Whitfield. 
Like, how do you get feel for Merrifield? See, I need to talk to guys in other markets to see if, like, in in Kansas City or Toronto or whatever, that that it's that it's happened there, yeah. or if it's just Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, it's. I have a feeling it's just Philly probably has the the lead in uh, mispronunciations. I think you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and guess that. I think you're right, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, but no, I I I do. Th- in all seriousness, I think it's a big time move. I think it's a, a something that's a, maybe not as they've had really splashy moves when you sign Trey Turner and Harper and all that, but it's a good move. It's a good move for them. I, I, look, I think they're set up very, very well. The Phillies, um, they're uh, they're a team that's deep. They're not all star team deep like the Braves or the Dodgers, but they're still really, really good. And they do have deep playoff experience, which does two things for you. One. It should make you very hungry that you weren't able to complete the task. Mm-hmm. But it should also be something where, like, you had the advantage over some of these other, you know, the, the, the Braves and the Dodgers because you knocked the Braves off the last two and the Dodgers couldn't get any deeper than, you know, the divisional round. Yeah. I Look, I don't want to be a, a downer here and because and, I agree. And I love the Phillies and I have full faith in them. But do do you have a small part of you that worries that, Having knocked off the Braves two years in a row will kind of make the Phillies overconfident that they can just do it again. I don't think uh, what worries me isn't overconfidence. What worries me is how many times can you go to that well? And how right, right. That's and how many times can you overcome that offense? Can you overcome guys like Spencer Strider? Like it, it's a hard thing to do. It's not. It's not a super easy well, task. And you, how many times are you going to keep those bats down? Like is Acuna yeah. not going to do right. much in a series and that kind of thing? Right. It, it's I don't know. It, it just makes me a little nervous, but yeah. I don't know a move that the Phillies could make that would make me less, less nervous, nervous, right? Yeah. Well, it's like it just sucks that they're in the division with the Braves. Yeah. Like as, yes, as it does. high of a hope as we all have for this coming season, like the reality is they're probably not going to win the division again. I mean, thank right, goodness. The Braves will, will win more regular season. They'll win more regular season sure. games. They yeah. will win the National League East. The Phillies will be a wild card. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission once again mm-hmm. and once again they're going to be against either them or the Dodgers in a five-game series hoping to take one of two in the other team's ballpark and then come home and win the two at Citizens Bank Park it doesn't the formula is there because they've done it two years in a row but it doesn't leave much room for error if they if that doesn't if that plan doesn't go as you hope mm-hmm. all right one of the other things that gets people very cranked up uh is the whole lineup discussion mm-hmm. okay now this is I liken it to this it, it, it's it's like politics. You're not getting people to move. All right, <laughs> they're like they're, people have their opinions they're and they're not changing it. They're, you're, they're There's no undecided blue. voters. No, no. It's like it's either hey man, they win games when Schwarber leads off, or he's not fast. He's not a contact hitter. He clogs up the bases. And and, I, and I'll say this, admittedly, neither side wants to wants to you know come close to the center and, and do what's best. They won't be bipartisan. It's very bipartisan or partisan. <laughs> um, all right. So let's play. So Howard caught up on Saturday with Kyle Schwarber. And here's what Schwarber had to say about where he wants to hit. Kyle, there's always conversation about the lineup. Um, do you care where you hit? 
I know one has been kind of locked in, but do you care where you hit? No, I mean, I think the biggest thing is wherever the manager wants us to all hit, right? And, you know, I think if it's one, if it's whatever, whatever spot it is, that that's where I want to hit. And, you know, I've said that I've had the majority of my bats out of the leadoff spot. And, uh, you know, it's just a fact. You know, it's, it is what it is. But, you know, I've hit, in, I've hit one through nine in my career, too. So, um, yeah, so wherever uh, wherever I end up, that's where I'll be. Do you think you're better at the leadoff spot than you are at other places in the lineup? Um, uh, I guess the I think you would say the comfortability factor is there just because I've done it the most there. That's where I've hit the most. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to be able to, to be prepared wherever you're going to be hitting. And, um, like I said, I've hit in other positions before. And, uh, you know, if you even if you are leading off, you lead off the game once and then you could be hitting in a different position coming up in that inning. You could be the four guy, you could be the five guy, you could be the three guy, two guy, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's just one spot there, you know, to start off the game and then anything can happen. All right, so look, my my translation there is, would he prefer to lead off? Yeah. Is he going to cause a stink and be a disruptive? No. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way I view what he said. Mm-hmm. Have you seen um, Howard's lineup that he presented to Rob Thompson? Yes. <laughs> what do you think of it? I actually don't think it's a bad line. Uh, hold on. I'll, okay, I'll, well, yeah, I'm I have it up. up. I can read it. Oh, so okay, you have it. Go ahead. Scott leading off, which I don't know if, if I love that. Um, Trey Turner, two. Harper three, Bohm or Real Muto, Schwarber fifth, and then Bomer Real Muto again, Cassianos, Marsh Rojas. Yeah, I, I, so I would probably lead Turner off. Um, Me too. Rather than Stott. Me too. You know, and I, I would be comfortable with either um, Harper at two or three. I'd probably preferably keep him at three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't hate Howard's lineup. Howard is, is in the – in the strong anti Schwarber leadoff role, and, and simply put, count me in the they win a lot of games when the guy leads off. Yeah, category they do. Simply put, I mean, but I'm not hell bent like it doesn't. Let me put it to you this way: if they start the season off and Schwarber's leading off and they're not doing well offensively and it's not clicking and 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 he typically starts slow too. He's a mm-hmm. very slow starter. Mm-hmm. By all means, shake it up. Why not? You got 162 games. Do it. Well, and that's the thing. I and and I know that they did throughout the regular season kind of shake it up a bunch, but during the playoffs, that was part of the Phillies' downfall. Was Rob Thompson just was so bullheaded on not making any changes to the lineup, yeah. even though game after game, once the bats started getting cold, it was like, "Are you going to make any changes? Are you going to change it up?" And he'd always say, "No, not at all." And yep. then he came out and said he regretted that after they lost. So I hope that he's learned from that and that he is willing to make adjustments, um, especially in. You know those postseason games, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the season plays out. I don't know if I love Stott at first. I agree with you. I, I would go Turner or Schwarber. All right, Dan. There's a cut, and I'm sorry I didn't ask you for this before the show, but there's also a cut in there from Thompson, and uh, where Howard asks him, "Does he have any regrets about going to Kimbrel in Game Four? You have that, okay? This Devin worries me. Okay? okay, take a listen to this. How much do you think about what happened? in that playoff series, one that the Phillies were obviously expected to win. Yeah, I, th- I thought about it a lot, actually, over the course of the winter. And, and you know, you go th- back through your decision-making and, and the processes and, and try to improve on that. And uh, I know the, the Kimbrel situation, um, using him in, what was it, game five or 
game four, I guess, mm-hmm. games three and four. Um, that's been a big issue. But if you look at, at Kimbrell's numbers in September, he, I think he threw 12 innings and tw- had 12 appearances, gave up two runs. The first four outings in the playoffs didn't give up a run. And then games three and four, you know, it got away from us. But um, but I'd, I'd, that one I'd do again. I really would because, I, you know, you don't – one game doesn't necessarily mean it's a trend. Um, and I had a lot, I still had a lot of confidence in him, and, and Craig did a really good job for us last year. So that was one decision that um, I, I'd probably do the same thing. All right, I, I don't like that because it wasn't one game. It wasn't mm-hmm. just game three. He was leaking oil in September. He, mm-hmm. he was not pitching well. He was escaping more than anything else. Like that – I do worry that he can get stubborn to a fault sometimes. And, and I feel topper. like, yeah, topper. Yeah. And I feel like that's an example of it right there. It is. And I remember being very frustrated with him in the postseason when his answer, when asked over and over again about like any changes, whether it was closers or the lineup, it, it got almost flippant. Yep. Where by the end of that series against the Diamondbacks, it was like, nope, yep. no changes. Yeah, that Rojas is in there or whatever. Nope. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, it, like yeah. almost thinking, it almost felt like he he was succumbing to the the Philly postseason magic that we all kind of succumbed to where he just thought that something was going to click yeah. and it was just going to work all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's not how it works all the time. Sometimes you have to make adjustments. You have to make changes. Um, and I am glad, even though he, he didn't, he kind of doubled down on, on Kimbrel, but at least with the lineup he came out after and said, I, I do regret not changing it. Yeah, he so. did. So my first thought was, okay, he doesn't want to bury Kimbrel, but then he said, yeah, I probably would have changed things with Rojas. I'm like, all right, well, then you're not that <laughs> right. worried about burying anybody. Rojas is still yeah. on your roster. That, that I just, I heard that. I'm like, oh, and I, again, I wasn't looking for him to do the. I, I just, just give it some thought. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? In hindsight, maybe I would have changed things mm-hmm. up a little. And that, I, it's just something to keep your eye on because we don't have a, a huge track record with him. We have basically a year and a half. We don't have a ton yeah, we don't. of intel on him. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that that's not where he's And at. they've been two magical runs, for what it's worth. They're he took very, over very in the middle of one he's season. He's done an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. Correct. He took over in the middle of one season that you know turned the tide. And then last season, they started off slow again. And then mm-hmm. they picked it back up. And they lose in Game 7 of the NLCS. And that was his real first yeah. like really bad mistake. Mm-hmm. Like where it really felt like, okay, something he did worked against them and cost them in a big way. Yeah, yeah, I think there's two two not to nitpick here, but there's two things you can quite like like pulling Wheeler in game 6 of the World Series, mm-hmm. you know, again, I debatable, I guess. But I just think that and the way he couched it like, hey, it was one bad game for Kimbrel. It it was and it, there it, was some build up. Was a lot going he on was there. bad in game 3, you went back to him in game like he went to the yeah. well too many times. And and then he didn't go to him after that in those situations. So clearly at that point, he realized it, finally, it wasn't working. Yeah. So. Well, and good for Kimberl. He got more money with the Orioles than he did with the Philly. Which is, <laughs> good luck to the Orioles. That is that. wild, man. Like from a good organization, too. That's Team crazy. that led baseball in wins last year. Unbelievable. 215-592-9494. All right, we'll continue. Uh, you heard from Bryce. You've heard from Topper. You've heard from Schwarber. You heard a lot of Phillies there. Chris Sims as well. Talking Sixers, it's kind of all on the table there. You want to throw in your simple pleasures in life, you can do that also. We've got a lot to do between now and the end of the program. But when we come up next, Alex Coffey from the Philadelphia Inquirer will talk Phillies and a lot of other stuff. Alex has a lot of things going on, and uh, we'll dive into all those. When we get back, Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is 926.
Lawyers, guns, and money. Devin's looking at me like, what? Yeah, if I don't I, get it. If I, that's uh, Warren Zevon. If I tried to do that noise that the camera just made, I would tear like 14 muscles. Yeah, no, it's not worth uh, attempting no. to do either. It, it would be too painful. Yeah. All right, this is generally the time of the show <laughs> where we do a little lean back, brought to you by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge, online at mounthollynissan.com. Uh, all right, we are going to bring in our next guest, Alex Coffey. Phillies beat writer for the Inquirer. Alex has had boots on the ground down in uh, clear water, water since last week. So we're going to get the sights and sounds from Alex. My board is not working. I got Rob, it. Rob, so you want to click on her? I am the board man. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Alex. Board man gets paid. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Alex. So just to start us off, like, what can you tell us so far from what you've been down there for almost a week? Um, sights and sounds, pitchers and catchers, obviously, last week, and now everyone's down there. I know Bryce Harper has spoken out um, about a potential contract extension. You know, what news can you report on so far? Yeah, first of all, Devin, I'd say that you need to listen to more Warren Zevon if you don't know that song. Thank you. He's amazing. Alex. Um, I can't so go I'm... one morning show without getting yelled Good at about you, not Alex. knowing Alex, some I won't even, culture. I won't even tell Come you what on. you did earlier with Elton John. I won't <laughs> even was, get oh into it. Oh, my God. I don't even want to know. <laughs> okay. That's even, like, yes. <laughs> more inexcusable. Um, but I'm Team Rob on that one. Um, it's been pretty slow. It's been pretty slow here, honestly. Today's the first full squad workout, so all the position players are here, but a lot of them – had arrived like over the last few days like real muto was here obviously for pitchers and catchers and harper talked to us yesterday um with merrifield who they recently signed um is today and he's going to talk to us in a little bit big news of today is that we're kind of guy that they see as protection in the outfield obviously marsh is coming back from um knee surgery and um rojas is you know, an unproven entity, like they're very optimistic about his future, but um, but if he doesn't hit consistently and produce consistently, um, they might look at other options. So, so Merrifield, the season vet, um, been around for a long time, provides a lot of defensive versatility, and he can kind of provide some um, backup for those guys without like blocking anyone, so to speak. So, I'd say that that's the biggest thing today. Alex, let, let me ask you, uh, the, the Harper thing, and, you know, he, he was honest about it. He said, look, yeah, have we had discussions? Absolutely. Um, you know, regarding an extension. It, it, is your sense that this is not a big deal there in general? Uh, and, and I guess a follow-up would be, do you think this is Scott Boris's way of just trying to get more AAV out of the Phillies? Hard for me to speak um, on the Boris thing specifically, but it definitely seems like from Harper's end, he's not concerned about it. Um, he mentioned specifically that he knows that there are guys in camp who have more pressing matters for the team to address. Like Zach Wheeler is looking for a contract extension. You know, Harper's already signed here for through what age, like 38 Eight or something like that. I yeah. think. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He knows that they have time to figure it out. So that was the point of emphasis. Uh, yesterday was just like it's something he wants to be here for a very long time um but it's not like at the, the top of the to-do list uh whit merrifield or whitfield as callers have already <laughs> taken to, taken to call on him got get used to it. Whitfield. Whit, we've already got one whitfield from a yes. caller today uh what can you tell us about you know the value that he's going to add to this roster yeah so he's an interesting um 
signing because for most of his career, he's played a lot. Like last year with the Blue Jays, he played 145 games. And the role that the Phillies pitched to him um, is not that. You know, it's a, it's a bench bat, an outfield bat. He's going to be getting, barring an injury, less playing time. Um, but at his age, you know, he's 35. That might help him. Um, you know, it might, like, you know, he's, he's been known for staying healthy, staying on the field, but um, his exit velocity has dropped over the last few seasons. So who knows, maybe like having more rest can help with that. I know that that helps some guys. Um, so, yeah, he's, he, his big calling card is like defensive versatility. Like you can move him anywhere and get other guys off his feet. Um, he makes a lot of contact. So, you know, he'll hit for average, but he won't necessarily hit for power. Um, so I'd say I'd say the biggest asset that he brings is he provides him some flexibility to move guys around. Like he even has, you know, he's experienced in second base and in the infield. So if they wanted to give like we're talking with Alex Coffey uh, Inquirer covers the Phillies and also does a great job uh, as a writer we'll get into some of her other pieces uh, that she's written of late in, in a second here Alex t- talk to me about the uh, back end of the bullpen and, and how they kind of view things um, going in is it going to be Hey, situational. You got you know a good matchup. You know in the in the eighth, and you're going to throw this guy there. Somebody else would get the ninth in that case, or it, would they like to get somebody locked in as their closer? And is that guy on the roster right now? Yeah, I think for right now it's going to be closer by committee again. You know they haven't signed anyone that's like an obvious lockdown. Like if they had signed Josh Hader, for example, like I think it would be more obvious what his role would be. Um, but yeah, I think this year it's probably going to be closer by committee. And I have to say, you know, obviously health can change really quickly in the sport. Like a player can slip over the way or something when he's doing PFPs and all of a sudden like the landscape changes uh, quickly. But um, but their health is really good, and they've they've had I would say that they have their the best pitching depth that they've had in a really long time from a bullpen perspective. Um, and even starting pitching depth isn't that bad. It's kind of you know acquire these like under the radar type guys that they feel good about. Um, you know, one of them is David Buchanan. Playing seven years in Asia. But that guy's like a workhorse. You know, he's been he's thrown hundred sixty innings or more over his last four seasons in Korea. So you know, name fans are excited about? No. Not I wouldn't say like necessarily he is because of his last tenure with the Phillies, but um, he's figured some stuff out over there, and, and the Phillies have been monitoring that. So, so obviously we'll see how they how these moves like over the course of the season. But they definitely feel good about good about their bullpen depth, good about their starting depth. Um, so, long-winded way of saying it'll be closer by committee. Gotcha. <laughs> um, well, first of all, Alex, are you talking to us? Are you using AirPods right now? Yeah. Would you mind like taking them out and just using your phone? It's it's sounding yeah, a little yeah. wind tunnel esque over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's windy. It's windy <laughs> here today. One second. Okay. Um, yeah, it sounded. I was like, is she at the beach or? Uh, <laughs> she took the day off. Sounded a little breezy. It, it rained yesterday. Better? Now she's getting yeah, a beach better. day in. Yes. Yeah. It sounds yes. Good. Now it's better. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's um. It's been raining here like the last uh, few days, which I did not pack for, and um. It's very windy today, and the sun is out, which is nice, but it's still not Florida weather. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. All right, well, I have to ask you, I know uh, you're pals with our guy Howard Eskin. We were just talking about his proposed 
lineup that he showed to Topper. Uh, what was it yesterday? A few days ago. Howard's listening, by the way. So I, oh, I know careful. he is, which is why I'm asking yeah. Alex. Uh, what's your opinion on that? I'm assuming you've seen it. If you haven't, I can read it to you. But um, I haven't seen it, um, Howard. I don't know if you're listening or not, but not everyone follows your every move and your every statement. So um, <laughs> I like it, I Alex. Get him. Get him. <laughs> I have not seen it. Um, so if you could read it to me, that would oh, be great. Oh, okay. I got you. So uh, Stott leading off, Turner two. Harper at three, Bomer Real Muto at four, <laughs> Schwarber five, Bomer Real Muto six, Castellanos, Marsh, and then Rojas nine. Okay. Um, I would say, I, I, and this might not be a popular opinion, I am of the opinion that Schwarber should stay at the top just because, for whatever reason, they win more games when he's up there and mm. he likes playing up there. And, um, you know, he's not a stereotypical leadoff guy in the sense that he's like, you know, he's. He's not quick. Speedy uh, contact guy, right. Um, But he does walk a lot. So he gets on base um, a fair amount. So I would keep him up there. You know, that's that's my big opinion on that. Obviously, Howard has very strong, strong feelings. Well, yeah, it sounds like you need to make a list and show it to Topper now. (laughs) Yeah, that's the last thing that I want to do, honestly. (laughs) But... Uh, all right, Alex. Well, I know you know you don't just do baseball, uh, and and you've done some awesome stuff. You, you did an unbelievable job with the Hugh Douglas and and his son, uh, who we lost tragically. Piece it was incredible. Speedy Morris Thank as well. Uh, yeah, just phenomenal work. I, I know your latest uh, to come out today uh, is in regards to you know the the NHL and their their some of their policies, some of them outdated uh, for sure on what's going on with, with sexual assault, obviously, you know, hits close to, to home here with yeah, flyers yeah. with, with Carter Hart. So give us a little bit on, on, on what that is and, and you know, and tell us uh, what the people can yeah. expect. So just to give fans a little bit of background, I'm still on the Phillies beat, but I've just, you know, every once in a while I'll be doing some um, features and columns on other sports. Um, so Hugh Douglas was that, uh, Speedy Morris story was that. And um, the NHL thing really came to me when I started reading more about kind of culture in junior hockey after the Carter Hart stuff. I talked to people that had studied it for decades and, and, you know, that then the, the commissioner says that this isn't a systemic problem in the sport in the NHL or in hockey at large, but you talk to people who are around, around these leagues, around these players, families, and they say that it is systemic and, um, and that a policy, a specific domestic violence policy, sexual assault policy should be in place just not even like to react to things happening, but to um, to get ahead of them. You know, it's it, a policy will never prevent something from happening, but it sends a message, an implicit message to players, like this is in writing, this is a priority for us, um, and we want you to know that. And right now, their so their so-called policy is a section, a tiny, tiny section of the CBA that says that makes no mention of the words you know, partner, um, sexual assault, domestic violence, nothing like that. Um, and it just gives complete power to, to discipline anyone that he wants and discipline them in however he thinks is fit. So it's just, it's just a lot of responsibility to give to one person. Um, and it's my opinion that they should have something firm in place because it is a problem, whether they want to admit it or not. So, um, so yeah, that, that is up today on Inquirer. Uh, inquire.com. Yep. Out today. Uh, highly recommend 
giving that column a read. Great work by you, Alex. All right, I have one last question for you before we let you go. Back to the Phillies. Uh, on a more fun note, there is a new Phillies, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a mascot or team member down at Baycare Ballpark. Yes. Yeah, it's um, – I, um, I was on the phone yesterday, and I was trying to find a quiet place to talk, which, as you can probably tell, with the noise <laughs> behind me, is really difficult to find here. Yeah. And I was, I decided to like kind of go close to the batting cages and I heard this like faint meowing and I found this like young cat that apparently is an outdoor barn cat is what they call her. And she lives by the batting cages and um, the grounds, grounds crew feeds her. They feed her a can of food every day because she, she takes care of the mice and the geckos and insects and stuff. So they see that as her paying rent. Um, and yeah, this is this place is her home. So I've made a little friend, uh, a friend away from home. So it's been fun. Yeah, new new mascot. Her name is Boots. H- has Howard run her out of there yet? Either uh, is that no? Call Howard's her a gone. Or a so moron he hasn't yet? had. Yeah, Howard. Howard hasn't uh, had the chance to do that because he's not here anymore. Uh. So, um, but I plan on introducing her to uh, to some people around the team, and fans are asking how they can donate. Uh, donate food like canned food for her so i think she'll be in good shape (laughs) very nice yeah good stuff alex yeah appreciate it thanks and and keep up the good work i really love you know when your philly stuff's awesome but all the other pieces really really well done appreciate a couple minutes yeah yeah Yeah, of course thanks guys good talking to you take care yeah thanks alex Alex coffee it is crazy i know you know you're probably hearing a lot in the background there but like there's so much going on Mm mm-hmm you know, you you could be running from one field to another field. There's 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 maintenance crews, especially if they got rain yesterday. Like, there's a lot going on down there. I know, and I appreciate that she even found the time to chat with us this morning because I know, um, being personal friends with Alex, like their days start. Topper starts their days at seven a.m. down Very there, early. and that also starts for the media who are covering the team. Mm-hmm. So, shout out Alex. Also, definitely check out her column on the NHL sexual uh, assault piece on inquire.com yeah it's it's very well done and and good work out of you to, to hey get the get the get the the ear the ipods out of there <laughs> and get to work no I'm kidding uh usually this time of the show we do times yours sponsored by xfinity mobile the sponsor of wip's xfinity mobile lounge discover the nation's best kept secret and switch to xfinity mobile now with the best price for two lines of unlimited um yeah so we just finished up with alex we do people. also have confirmation that howard eskin was listening he has already reached out to Alex uh, in regards to her her comments on his lineup and her thoughts on that. Oh, I got it, too. Trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got it, too. Yeah. Am I the only one that doesn't receive the wrath of Howard Eskin? Yeah, he's, he's yelling at me. Like, he's basically <laughs> like, <laughs> Phillies need speed at the top of the lineup. I want runs generated with speed. That was my best Howard that I could give you. No, hey, with, speed. Without, yeah, without nitwit and dope and everything else being thrown in there. Yeah. So, anyway. Um Look, I, and I'm not – this is not one of those where I am just, like, dug in. I don't want to hear anything else. I, I'm I'm open to changing things up if it's not working. I know they've won a lot of games with Schwarber. He does walk a lot, so the notion that he's never on base is not true. It is not traditional. He's not fast. He's not a contact guy. He's not going to steal a lot of bases. I understand that. Like, a, a lot of us grew up on that type of, uh, of leadoff hitter. I mm-hmm. understand. It's a little bit different. There is something to be said for the team also feeds off of him. Like that that yeah. lightning bolt of a home run that can mm-hmm. start a game, the players will tell you, like it does a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Like we there's a confidence thing, not only for us, 
but what it does to the opposition, it's kind of like, oof, we're already down one nothing or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's a thing, mm-hmm. whether people want to admit it or not. Well, and what Alex said at, at the end of the day, essentially, stats don't lie. They win more games when Schwarber leads off. They they do. It's a simple fact. So, you know, why change that up if you don't have to? Um, I guess we'll see. I don't know if <laughs> opening day will come around and we'll be looking at Howard's lineup uh, for the <laughs> Phillies, but who knows? I like that he cares that much. I like that he gets that passionate about it, that worked up about it. Um, sure. So a couple of – I did want to mention this before we get out of here. I, I thought the NHL did an awesome job this past weekend. I, I thought the stadium series um, – Flyers played Saturday mm-hmm. and, and played the Devils. They, I, I really – like, and then, and then last night was the Islanders and the Rangers, and it was a great comeback by the Rangers. Two, two awesome games. I like – that the NHL is willing to do things a little bit differently, go out of the box, that, that that most of the teams, not all, but were willing to play along, like the Flyers did the, you know, the rocky gray sweatsuits coming off the bus, and, and like, just have some fun with it. And I think that's, I know, Dan, you were there, mm-hmm. but I, I, I as, as someone who was just viewing it and watching it from home, I really enjoyed it, man. Well, Nor, we're, wouldn't have the same kind of enjoyment for just a normal Saturday night game. It was awesome, and I, I, I mean, I, of course, wish the Flyers won, but seeing the players come out in the rocky, you know, costumes. I love seeing NHL players be able to show their personality. I I feel like a lot of times we don't get to see that because they have helmets on, they have pads on. We're separated by plexiglass when we're at the games. So seeing that like they can have that fun personality was was refreshing to me. I just wish the Flyers won, but it was an awesome event. I wish I could have been there. Yeah, Dan, tell us. What well, was it, like, it, it just feels like a bigger game when, yes. they, yeah. when they play outdoors. Like it, it, They could have played that game at the Wells Fargo Center or at the Prudential Center, and it would have been a game that we don't even mention here today. But right. because it's on that kind of stage, it feels bigger. They have done the Winter Classic for years. They've now gone to the Stadium Series. I think they told us that this was the 40th and 41st ever regular season game the NHL has played outdoors. I mean, it works awesome. It's really the only – you can't play basketball outside, like an NBA game outdoors because it's A, too cold, and B, like if you had any kind of weather, it would just screw up the game. Hockey is really the only type of sport that can have this novelty that is traditionally an indoor sport, can play outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of NHL players grew up playing on outdoor mm-hmm. rinks or things of that nature. The cold air definitely added to it. It added to the atmosphere. The crowd was into it. Uh, and really, really cool what they did. In that, that they got all three New York teams involved, and the Flyers are the fourth team uh, just going down the turnpike here. No, I thought it was a really good event. I think it's the best thing the NHL does. I think it's a cooler deal to host this than the All-Star game. Like yesterday they announced yeah. the Islanders are going to host the All-Star game in 2026, and there were a few people who were like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like, Thought it'd be get, here, yeah. Yeah, like wanted to be here because it's the 250th and you know mm-hmm. birthday of America, and MLB's going to have their All-Star game here. I'd rather host the Winter Classic that year. I think that's a bigger deal than hosting some meaningless All Star game no one cares about. This this is way this is the coolest event the NHL has going right now. Totally agree, and I and I love Tortorella's jacket. <laughs> yeah, I really I like his you. jacket too. I took a double take when they showed him because I'm so used to just seeing him in in the fresh suit. And, usually, I'm like, well, yeah, and, and Devin, you you you're there a lot, right? I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm just saying. What, <clears throat> what are you saying? I don't know. Oh, you're. Ch- oh, I should get you a jacket. I mean, no, I'm not saying it, but okay. Anyway, okay. he'd accept I, it if you came through with one. Down. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, we had the TVs on in here, um, mm-hmm. and I I have never seen the show. Does Drew Barrymore always sit like on top of her <laughs> guest? She's literally on top of this woman. Is this I a was thing? Wondering that too. She's literally sitting cross-legged on the couch. This woman has no personal space. 
I feel it's it's giving very like, look at me, I'm relatable, I'm a girl's girl. Let's have a heart okay. to heart. No thanks. <laughs> Love I, Drew Barrymore. No worst, disrespect towards Drew Barrymore. Worst but. personal space: Drew Barrymore in this interview or Howard Askin at spring training with the phone in everyone's face from two inches away. <laughs> oh my God, that's a good question. I, a push. It's a push. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> Uh, you're back Wednesday and yep. Friday uh, mm-hmm. with the morning show, and I'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evenings, six to ten. Uh, so coming up, we have Tom Kelly and Al Morgani. So mm-hmm. you don't want to go anywhere with those two guys. Al's already fired up; he was in here uh, telling yeah. us about the, you know, some hockey uh, stuff. So he's he's ready to rock and roll. Want to thank uh, Dan Wilson, Dan. Excellent job by you as always, my friend, and everybody. We appreciate you hanging out with us, uh, Jimmy Kemsky and Alex Coffey. We appreciate those guys as well. So, everyone, have a great rest of your Monday and your President's Day. If you have off, enjoy. If not, uh, enjoy it anyway. I don't know. All right. So, (laughs) we'll talk to you soon. Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WFP Sports Time is 9.54. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.